0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in.
1: Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Like I said, that decision is not in my hands. All I can control is, you know, what I did do, and I gave it my all. So um, whether it's here or not, uh, I have no regrets. Shout out to, you know, you guys for... You know, making my job a little bit harder. But, um, yeah, uh, just the, the city of Chicago. Love y'all. Appreciate the fans and the support from all the Bears, you know, in case this is my last rodeo with y'all. And just appreciate y'all for everything.
2: Tampa will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com, Justin Fields, saying bye-bye just in case. It is his last game with the Bears. 17-9 was the final the Green Bay Packers defeat the Bears. It's now 10 uh, 0 for Matt LaFleur against the Bears. And uh, it's still t- 2015, the last time they won a game up there at Lambeau.
3: Well, the big picture, folks. Um, you know, Ryan Poles takes the job two years ago, and uh, his opening salvo is We're going to take back the North. Excuse me? First thing you got to do, uh, Big Shot, is uh, figure out how to beat Green Bay.
0: No, we- first thing he's got to do is shut his big mouth.
3: Well,. A game like this today, I mean, it was the finale. It leaves you mad, frustrated, empty. Yeah, was it fool's gold that we saw the last month and a half of the season? You have to think yes, because when we were in a matchup today against the youngest team in football, this isn't, you know, the 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 Packers of Aaron Rodgers that had been to Super Bowls and all that. This is a th- hey, this is a bunch of kids up there that got after us and they dominated, dominated both sides of the line of scrimmage from start to finish.
0: They have a head coach, Dan.
3: Yep. And 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 folks I think if you listen to this program, you know that Ed Obradovich loves Dan Campbell, the coach in Detroit. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, uh, the the coach up in uh, Minnesota, had five different quarterbacks have to play to, uh, this year because of the, the loss of their starter, uh, Kirk Cousins. All that being said, they're not the best coaches. The best coach is the one we saw today, Matt LaFleur. He is 10-0 against the Chicago Bears. 10-0 in his five years of another start of a reign of terror. And Guess what? we we uh, we've all had questions about what our quarterback you know is what can he be are we going to you know uh, fish or cut bait we don't know but I'll tell you one thing we did everything we could to christen the career of Jordan Love today he was magnificent we will de- detail it uh, as we go through this next hour or so but I got to tell you OB What a gut punch. What a gut punch. And our so-called defense that's been, you know, badass and playing, they were nowhere to be found. The Packers rolled up 432 yards, and you know what? I don't even think they were trying that hard.
0: Well, Dan, there's (laughs) there's a word called reality, and the Bears got a dose of it today, and the fans got a dose of it looking at this game today. Again, my God. How do you pass for, in four quarters, we passed for a total of 117 yards, and we ran for 75 yards. Folks, I, I, I just tell you, and the, and the most important down, again, again, if you're going to score points, et cetera, you got to move it on third down. We were 3 of 11. They were 7 of 10, which Dan mentioned, for a total of 432 yards, of which 308 yards was passing. Our Hall of Fame quarterback had 117, which is week after week after week after week. Now, the most important thing, folks, there's a couple of them. We wound up the season with seven wins and ten losses. Now, in those seven wins, folks, we beat one team. We beat one team that had a winning record. Let me say that again. In our seven victories, we beat one team that had a
3: winning record. You know, everybody's screaming about, oh, well, we got to draft a quarterback in the up. Hey, draft a center. Dan Freeney started today and he got. His new you-know-what handed to him. Tevin Jenkins was awful. He was a turnstile. Davis was awful. Our offensive line was horrendous. And day after day, we all scream, oh, what about Justin? Hey, what about this offensive line? The last two weeks, yeah, we've patted them on the back, said they look like they have turned the corner. Yeah, guess what? Back into a blind alley.
2: All right, we'll take him to your calls. 312-981-7200. We got to take a first time out here. Just,
3: let me just say this okay. real quick, okay. folks.
0: Today again, the second time this season in four quarters with our quarterback, our coach, our coaching staff, and our players out there. Today, we did not score a touchdown again in four quarters. In four quarters, we did not score a touchdown again. And he's a franchise quarterback. And we want to bring Eberflus back? Come on. It's enough. It's right in front of you. Two seasons of double-digit losses, and you can't score a touchdown again?
3: Uh, The second time this year? Matt Lafleur outcoached us so bad today. He, he and his staff, even Joe Barry, who's a dud, the defensive coordinator, they outcoached. It wasn't a fair fight. You know, t- talking about taking a knife to, <clears throat> to a gunfight, Andy, we brought a mop. A mop!
0: Andy, again, not to score a touchdown, and again, folks, I, now, real quick here, I'm going to tell you something, one time in the seven victories we, we, we beat... <laughs> A team that had a rec- a winning record all the other time, my God Almighty! This coaching staff—they have to go. Period, folks. You cannot bring this guy back.
3: I told you that OB's order made the call to United Van Lines, eight yes. a.m. Back it up. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. It's time.
4: Adios. No, I reacted so to it. God. Yeah, I reacted to it for sure because you know our guy's taking some hits during the course of the year, and I want to make sure that you know we're protecting you know our quarterback. And to me, like, again, I'm I'm like 50 yards away. It's 53 and some change, right, across the field. So I'm I'm probably 50 yards away. So I'm looking through a bunch of people. But, again, I just saw what happened afterward. I couldn't see exactly where the placement was.
2: But, again, I'm always going to be battling for a guy. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. at Ruflus, another hit on Justin Fields that was not called Today. He actually had to leave the game for one play to go into the medical tent because the uh, the monitor up in the booth uh, wanted to see if he was uh, going to be okay.
3: You know, and, and obviously uh, whether he was stunned or whatever, if he does have some kind of a reaction to the hit, the monitors are going to make him leave the field. So you know, he, it, it, you know, and it, it, nothing went well for us today. Nothing, nothing.
2: Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. Let's head out to the phones and welcome in Vlad from bolingbroke You're up on happy to be. Go ahead, Vlad. Hey fellas, how you guys doing today? Hanging in.
5: Hey man. Um, I just want to say thank you guys for a great
6: year and um
5: the reviews and stuff. I know it hasn't been the easiest, but I believe next year will be better. I'm just tired of the stupid play calling. Like three years in a row with this new with this new regime. I'm sick of it, man. That that three what was that? Um Three and twenty-two. A screen? Are you serious? Come on, a screen. Like enough's enough, guys. All right. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Ob,
0: and thank you, Mr. Hampton. You guys have a good one. Happy New Year. Thanks, man. You too. Thank you. You know what's just astounding? You look at what we did today in passing, roughly 117 yards, and in rushing, 75 yards. So if you look, so each quarter we ran for about 19 yards, and in passing. In each quarter, was it somewhere around what? 26 yards, 27, something like that. I mean, come on. That's the seventeenth game against an eight and eight team. And look at the numbers that we put up. How do you let that you cannot folks? This coaching staff cannot come back. They cannot come back. We have a team, the 17th game, and you tell me we can't find one single way, one play to score a touchdown? You got to be kidding me. That's I you know how hard you got to work at that? My god. And again I want to say it again. Uh in our victories, the seven victories, we only beat one team this year with a winning record. And you want to bring Foos and his 24, whatever you call those people, you want them to come back and coach this team with that quarterback? lot of
2: luck. Let's go out to Mount Greenwood and welcome in Bill. Bill, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead, Bill.
7: Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, you know, if you said that, you know, uh, LaFleur is 10-0 against the Bears. and I mean, that's, that's bad enough. But, I mean, these losses aren't even close. It's just like... The Packers use the Bears and their fans as their personal toilet paper and just humiliate us, you know. it's, it's there's, there's not no competitive at all to these games. They just walk all over us. And yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Obi. I do hope, you know, the the whole coaching staff is gone, but there's two individuals that i never want to see on the Bears again, and that is Luke Getzy, Who I mean, it's amazing how they continue to just hire the stupidest, whether it was you know, Mark Trestman or or now, or, and and now this clown. I mean, you, you couldn't try to hire anybody stupider. Um, the other guy, Lee Jackson. If that clown is back, I'm not sure if you caught that. Mr. Eklian again. It was you was awesome. over. Hear him talk. You think you're talking to Ed Reed and Deion Sanders rolled into one. But if he's back, it just goes to show that the Bears don't want to win. Thank uh, you for your time.
3: Perfect. You know what? And, and early in the year, I think it was the week after the opening loss. I made a comment. I said, if you're playing Eddie Jackson, you don't, you must not want to win because he ain't going to let you help you win. There's nothing about what he does or brings to the table that I want to see ever again. And you're exactly right. The Green Bay Packers dominated us in both from the start of the season to the end of it. They sacked our quarterback nine times. We had one in each game. They dominated us at the line of scrimmage in all statistical categories. But more importantly, you've got to think that sometimes you have a chance to turn the tables, and you're you're clever enough and to create the schematics of play calling and defensive call. You know, all day long, Jordan Love stood back there, threw the ball on rhythm, threw it on time. Where was sweat? No, yeah, where's anybody?
0: The $100 million man. He wasn't on the field, folks. If he was, maybe give him half the time he was on the field. Where is he when it's third and long? Is he on the field or is he on the sidelines? How many times did you see number 98 out there? Very
3: few. In the second half, they drove from like their 25 all the way down into the Reds before he came on the field. It was the scrubs out there, you know, being blocking dummies for the offense, and they just boom, 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 right down the field. And then finally, oh, here comes Montez Sweden. in.
0: Folks, we're not making this up. Dan's telling you the actual
2: facts and what happened. This is nuts. It's nuts. All right, let's go out to uh, Texas and say hi to Bob. Bob, we got about a minute, so go ahead.
8: Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh You know, this game was a a really good contrast between an elite coaching staff of the Packers and a a franchise quarterback versus what the Bears have. And I'll leave it to, you know, the listeners to fill in with adjectives and descriptions of our staff. But, you know, one thing that, you know, is amazing besides all the the poor offensive stats in this game is that in the third quarter, after the Packers went up with a touchdown, marched right down the field, it went 14 to six. Gets he ran, in our response, he ran six straight runs. Six straight runs with 9.40 left in the third, and, uh, and then took a, a sack on third and seven. It's just ridiculous. Uh, you know, It's like he wasn't even trying to win the game. It's like uh, I, the effort wasn't there, but it was like the coaches were playing scared instead of, like they, they already concluded they couldn't win the game, so they're just trying to hold on and, and keep the game from being a blowout. It's really sad. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Bob, what jumps out at you, just look at our coach, Eber Flus, and look at Matt LaFleur, their coach, okay? And just look at how their offense operates, and look at how our offense operates. Look at how our defense operated today, and look at their defense, how they operated today. And we have the better coaching staff. We have the better quarterback. My God, folks, what I'm telling you, they cannot bring this coaching staff back. It, it, they, they cannot. You can't wind up with back to back double digit loss seasons. And again, I'll say because this is, these are important stats, folks. You and your seven wins, you only beat one
3: team that had a winning record i got a lot to say about this, but we got to go to a break. Just hang tight, folks. All
2: right, we'll get to the news, and we'll come back with your phone calls. 312 Happen 7200 will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Let's get into the
1: WGN Radio Newsroom. The thing is, we, we have the same topics and stuff last year so it's not like we didn't have the number one pick last year so i mean it's, it's going to be the same thing like i said i control what i can control and you know i'm going to get healthy this offseason season, uh, spend time with my family and um, get better so like i said we went through the same thing last year we had the number one pick everybody was asking what if what if what if and um nothing happened so yeah i'm not saying that nothing might happen because shoot we all don't know but um i'm not going to let the potential or what if what if not you know stress me from enjoying life and going through my everyday life
2: Capital B, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Justin Fields asked again about uh, the fact that the Bears have the number one pick. What if they draft a the quarterback? And uh, again, we don't know what exactly Ryan Poles is going to do. Officially, though, the Bears do have the first pick and the ninth pick coming up in the uh, the April draft. So we'll have uh, some time to hear some pontification about all of that. But uh, in the present, Packers beat the Bears 17 9. And uh, the score indicated an eight-point game, but it uh, certainly felt like a lot worse.
3: No, they, the Packers left a lot of points out there. And we got all the breaks. It wasn't like, oh, well uh, we went up there and we Boy, got all, everything we ever. against. Oh, you know, we had the doink uh, field goal that, uh, that didn't count for them. And then they screwed around and uh, didn't get the proper, you know, uh, receiver to go out of bounds. He was coming backwards. So the clock didn't let them kick a field goal at the end of the half. And then that that touchdown. I I mean, how did they? I thought the ground couldn't cause a fumble. I guess in the end zone, of course, they're still going to hold everybody to that certain level. You know the Calvin Johnson rule. But all that being said, this seventeen to nine, it wasn't that close. It wasn't that close from kickoff on.
0: Well, you know the thing. You sit there and you keep listening to this kid from week to week. All right, for the last three years, uh, and I'm going to tell you what. The three things that uh, that that he pulled he went after three different areas this year. You remember you remember when he went after the coaches? Uh-huh. It was the coaches fault. Then he went after the press. The press wasn't kind to him. They weren't right by him. And then he went after the refs because when he was running and sliding, they were hitting him. Okay? I, I, all three blew up in his face. <laughs> This guy, I, I, folks, I'm telling you, if this guy was a franchise quarterback, if, if, if he was like a Patrick Mahomes, anyone, any one of these people, even like Love up in Green Bay, he's so far from that, and this is his third year, his fourth year coming up, and we're going to come back with him at a quarterback, and we're going to come back with this coaching staff who has double-digit losses, and we have an offensive quarter, coordinator that's lost in space, and we're going to do this same thing over again next year. They have to make changes, or
3: they're going to lose a lot of people. Think about this, folks all the All the offensive coordinators we've ever had here. I mean, John Shoup, out yeah. of football. Adam Gase run out of the league. Uh, Dow Loggins he's yeah. calling uh, plays in South Carolina or someplace. I mean, what coach has left here and achieved anything? So what does that tell you? They're bad coaches. And and yet, we're expecting miracles from these people? It's, it's, it's enough already.
0: How, how is it possible when you get into the red zone and you don't try to go into the end zone? And folks, you know it. It was game after game after game. How is it possible... Then you have a couple of dynamic receivers, so three really, really good receivers, and you don't use them from quarter to quarter, game to game. How is it possible? At the end, you go into the seventeenth game against a team that's eight and eight, and you throw for one hundred and seventeen yards.
2: Paul well said three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. Let's go out to South Florida and say hi to Dave. Dave, you're up with Hampton O'B. Go ahead.
7: Hey, Hamphol, O B thanks. Thanks uh, for staying on uh, longer because of the game. I, we we are, all the Bear fans appreciate your guys' effort. Well,
3: thank you guys for thank staying you. around.
7: We appreciate you. Thank you. I just wanted. I just want to give you guys three stats. The first stat is we had zero pass attempts in the third quarter. Ob, that's that's disgusting. The second stat, we're zero ten against the Packers in the last ten games. The third stat. Since 1992, were the Packers are 50 and 15 against us. 50 and 15. We've lost. We've won 15 games since 1992. Will be
0: that's disgusting. Yeah. Hey Dave, I'll give you. There's one more stat. In the four quarters of football today, Green Bay never punted the ball one time. Never punted the football one time. That was our stout defense. Yeah, they really put it to them, to love the rest of the Packers.
3: Yeah, we got one turnover. It was kind of a fluke thing, but they never punted. A punter.
0: Green Bay never punted one time today. Not one time in four quarters. And and, and we're going to go with this coaching staff, this quarterback, and, this, and these players on this team, and we're going to go into the 24-25 season.
2: Are you kidding me? Let's go out to Broadview. Mark, you're up next. Mark, tap over. Go ahead.
5: Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and I really love your show, and I really hate that this is the last one. Um, but um, I want to talk about the quarterback, and I just think that they just made a total mistake with this guy. And as far as uh, – I don't know if they're going to do it to trade – if they're going to trade our number one again to get somebody else, but this guy can't read a defense. Can't I'd rather have Baygent there. And then I got a bucket story. It'll be real short. Um, in seventy one, I think it was seventy two. I was in uh, second grade, and they had the police and firemen and uh, Dick Buckets came, and I saw him, and I thought, "Are you?" are a giant i never seen but he big. and he he gave me a black and white TV 45 channels and I love you OB <laughs>
2: alright Mark thanks man we appreciate the call yeah Mark hang in there buddy hang in there 312-981-7200 that is our phone number let's say hi to Kareem out in Plainfield Kareem you're up with Happy OB go ahead Hey, boys, man, there's nothing like this show. This is my
9: first call all season, but let me tell you something. Like every other year, I've had my ears and my heart glued to all three of you before and after each game, and I really don't know, like all the others said, what I'd do as a Bears fan without this show. Um, Thank you so much. My question, comment, yes, sir, yes, sir. My question and comment is is to both of you regarding um, your former and current colleague Hub Arkish. And let me tell you, I love Hub. I've been a fan of his, huge fan, for twenty five years. But uh, as you know, he's on the radio, down the dial, and he has now said twice in very recent segments that, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that us fans and all the media members who criticize uh, Luke Getzey. For his terrible play calling that we do not have the credentials the right or the knowledge enough about football to do so and uh hey that may be true for some people i'll be the first one i don't know x's and o's i've watched football my whole life what i do know is when i see ridiculous plays called like that horrible fake shotgun that went into a qb sneak on fourth and one always trying to be too cute but when Hub has said this a couple of times now, uh, really kind of, as I said, I love him, but almost indignantly, and I, I sw- I'm thinking to myself, well, Hub, uh, there's two guys. Dan Hampton, he's in the Hall of Fame. Ed Obradovich, well, he's a legend and a world champion. Not to mention his own cohorts on his own station, and Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley agree that Getz has got to go. So would you guys please explain in layman's terms why Getsy?" Sucks as much as us poor, uneducated football fans think he does, and uh, maybe Dan, you can even set him straight on the next taping of PFW. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year. God bless you, and I may God bless us with one more season at least together next year. Hopefully, better times. All
2: right, Cream. Thanks, Matt. We appreciate well it.
3: You know, uh, and and here's here's the thing, uh, my dear friend here to my left. Has, what do you say? When an, when when you have four quarters and you cannot score one touchdown against your arch rival in a game that, that is that an it, eight and eight team and, and and your eyes are you know you you you're seeing the same thing we are I mean it's it's feckless, dysfunctional without rhythm you know and I've said this many times a quarterbacks two jobs. Is to convert on third down and find a way to score points. That's their job. Oh, well, this guy throws for 500 yards and he, five. well, that's all good and fine. But how many times did he get you in the end zone? Right? Well, today, zero. Zip nada. And no matter how you cut it, you got a point at the offensive coordinator. Let me just tell you this real quick. Think back. The biggest play in the game was by Jaden Reed. They take him all the way across the field in motion. Whatever we, we, we think about all these other teams. They're doing all these very elaborate motions trying to get people, you know, freed up and and rub routes and all that. We don't do anything. Anyway, Jaden Reed comes all the way across the uh, the the formation, runs a little, you know, uh, uh, up and then catches Jordan Love catches him between the zone because they have a game plan a schematic they know when they catch us in this coverage that will be available and he he, jordan love makes a perfect throw 59 yards later boom they're in the red zone getting ready to score that is what an offensive coordinator that's what he's supposed to do how many times we see that today andy zero None today
2: how about the
0: prior 16 games all season All, all year long folks I mean, you're not. We're not just making this stuff up now. Statistics don't lie; they just don't lie. And you know what they do with the Chicago Bears for the 23-24 season? They tell an ugly story. They really do. Guys making, folks, these coaches, the head coaches, are making millions of dollars, millions as head coaches, offensive quarter and defensive coordinators. They're in the two, three, four, five million dollar bracket. Coaches are making several hundred thousand dollars, okay? And you mean to tell me we're playing an 8-8 and team and it's the 17th game of the year and you can't score a touchdown? You can't score a touchdown? And you want to be back here next year and be the head coach of the Bears? We can't even convert on third down. We can't even move the ball down the field. And you want this crew back? Come on! It's enough already! All
2: right, we're gonna take a quick tap out here before we do. Let's uh, congratulate Nancy Zaroski for winning a $50 gift card in our Raising the Stakes, which is sponsored by Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. Order today at SecondCityPrime.com. We got a chance to say hello to the fine folks from Second City again. They gave us a Chris and his oh, wife were man. there,
3: and, and, you know, hey, the food was great. And then, you know, it, it, then we have to wait a few hours to see, you know, the agita slowly but surely attack us. <laughs> hey, real quick, Andy, yeah. you know, talking about, you know, being on third down, Jordan Love, first-year starter. He hadn't been playing for three years, five years. This is his first year. In both games, in the first one and the second one, first game, he was 9 of 16 on third down. We were 3 of, of 11. In the second game today, he was 7 of 10 on third down. We were 3 of 13. Most but here's important the, down. But here's the thing, folks. Jordan Love, on third down, he attempted eight passes. He completed 7 of 8 for 72 yards and two touchdowns. That's getting it done.
2: Difference in the ballgame right there. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. We'll come back. We'll take more of your phone calls. That's his coaching, and that's his personal talent himself. Getting it done. Understanding the coaches and his talent making it happen. 312 981 7200. Back with more in just a moment on 720 WGN. Chevy Dealers, Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. Player of the game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, Chevy Silverado, the official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. And today, and before you
0: go, okay, I know one guy that's not going to be the defensive player of the game.
3: Yeah, yeah, and number four, hopefully he'll uh, he'll have to get a, a moving van line to come get him.
2: Well, today you still up the selected T.J. Edwards who led the way with ten solo tackles today.
3: Yeah, seven solos, but more importantly, you know, there have been pr- certain things where you can say, "Okay, we've got some pieces, some you know, some things that we can build with," and then you go up there and play a game like we did today. And yeah, they you know, okay, they held them to seventeen points, but back to that point I wanted to make gets he's play calling and not throwing a pass in the in the third quarter. Essentially what he's saying is, I'm just going to try to burn the clock and stay close and hope for a miracle at the end of the game rather than taking bull by the horns and trying to attack and go down and decide your own fate.
2: Sickening. 312-981-7200. Let's go out to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Welcome in, Carl. Carl, you're up with happy O.B. Go ahead. Half I can
5: feel the pain in your voices, and I'm I'm very sad myself. But I've got one and two questions. The first question is: these million-dollar players that are sitting on the sidelines while somebody else is out there playing their game—do they pull themselves out of the game, or does the coach pull them out of the game? It's a combination. And my second question, yeah. and my second question is. Where in the heck do we go from here? I mean, we're already at the bottom of the apple barrel. And, and the players do not play like they even know who that GSH on their uniforms are. They don't even have a clue.
3: No, they don't.
0: Carl, there's only one thing that they have to do. They, they can't come back. They Okay, Polls and Warren, they cannot let this coach, this head coach, and these 24 other assistants, he cannot let them back in a building, okay? And you've got to do something with fields. Try to move them again, which I've said the last three years. Move this kid, see what you can get for him. But I don't know what you're going to get for him now if you try to move him. But I'll tell you what, it's sad. It is really sad. And what makes it so sad was this game today, both offensively and defensively, and looking at how they were coached and the game plan. It was pathetic, folks. It was pathetic.
3: Yeah, and you have to – you got to call it what it was. We were exposed as frauds. Big time, Danny. Frauds. Frauds. It was fool's goal, beating Arizona, beating Atlanta. Nobody cares. This was the game everybody cared about what happened. And as far as the players coming out – There's kind of like this wink wink understanding. Oh, if you play hard and you're you lose, you know, your breath and you're you're kinda winded, all you gotta do is just tap your helmet and we'll send somebody folks, this is this is not the way you operate. You know, I just read that story that you handed me earlier, OB, about you. You didn't miss a play your last six years. Not a play in six years. And you weren't making no millions uh, no ninety eight million dollars, were you? (laughs) <laughs> nope. no.
2: Three one two nine one seven two zero zero to uh, Darian. Let's go to uh, Joe. Joe, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead, Joe.
8: Gentlemen, a real pleasure. Uh, uh, to all three of you, uh, the Bears have the number one pick. What do you think they will do? Will they do a Herschel Walker-type trade where they give it up and get six or seven great picks? Or... Will they stay with, uh, you know, our current quarterback? And number two, on a side note, I'm a very uh, polite individual, but my wife and I need to get a hold of the WGN sports uh, program director and say he needs to understand how great this postgame is and stop all the foolishness of waiting until 830 to put this uh, program on. So happy New Year to all you gentlemen and can't wait to hear your answers.
3: Thank you, Joe. God bless you. You know, I. Thank you, Joe. You know, I, I, I'll be the first one to tell you that nobody knows what is going to happen with the first pick in the draft. What's going to happen? Now, there's, all, there's going to be a, a lot of information that has to be, you know, condensed and deciphered by Ryan Poles, his staff, and whoever is the coaching staff. But, you know, Caleb Williams comes with a certain baggage. Okay, and there's a lot of things that a lot of people have kind of. He's a kid from
0: Southern Cal, the yeah, quarterback yeah. from Southern Cal, folks.
3: No, he he's had a phenomenal three year run at Oklahoma and USC. So the last three years, he's thrown 93 touchdown passes, only 14 interceptions. On, on face value, you're like, wow, how how can you? But there's a lot of other things, and and I got to tell you, the one thing that that I I think speaks volumes is they asked some of the players on the USC team at the end of the season what they think about, you know, Caleb Williams you know declaring for the draft and they said good. Now it's going to be more about the team. Now, I don't know. Hey, you you got to have great players if you want to win, but when somebody says that you better start looking around.
0: That's real quickly here. The thing that I wanted the, for the last two games of this season was to sit fields and bring Beijing back in to see again what you have in this kid. Four games, one two lost two. We had nothing to lose by sitting fields. We know what he is, okay? Bring Baying out, give him two games and let's see what he's got so you so you know what you have and how far you can you go with him? Or where do you go with it? But you don't even play the kid, at least this last game? But that wouldn't have been a perfect move. Sit fields, play at the last two games. Why? You're hurting nothing. We're going nowhere. It means nothing. But what you'll find out is you'll find out more about this kid and how good he is, good, bad, or indifferent. And you never did it. You never did it.
2: All right, one hour down, one hour to go. Here on the Happen OB Show, we'll be with you until eleven o'clock. Uh, your phone calls 7200
4: That word, right? Expectation is a future word, right? So to me, you know, I, I got to be right here, right now. Like I said, I have I have those meetings tomorrow, right? And then I'll have I'll have meetings after that later in the week. I don't know exactly when that is yet with ownership, you know, and and, and everybody else, and we'll, and we'll figure it out from there.
2: Head coach Matt Abravols on his future. Happen OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears lose 17-9 to to the Green Bay Packers this afternoon or this evening out in Lambeau Field. Again, no wins against the Packers there since 2015. And no wins total against the Packers since 2018. You get the you kind of get the idea. 312-981-7200. Let's get to some phone calls out here in the city. Let's go to Robert. Robert, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. How
5: are you guys doing? You know, Okay, th- This is, this is going to be a little crazy. Here's what I think they should do. I look like most coaches seem to do better than their third year He's only been around for two years. It's crazy to keep the staff. But I will agree with one thing with, with Obradovich. I want to see Bajan play. They should let Fields go. Three years of Fields is enough. Let Fields go. Let Bajan play. I really think because the reason why I say let Bajan play, because you've got all these other courts that weren't top Brown draft picks, Purdy, Davita, Browning. When they had their chance to play, they played okay. Second of all, uh, Justin Jones has got to go. Get a use the draft pick to get a receiver to pair up with DJ Moore. Get another defensive end to pair up with Montez Sweat.
3: Those are if good they picks. They can do that. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You know, I think that should work.
0: Hopefully well robert i I, I kind of agree with you too, but as far as sweat goes, you know where was he today? He was on the sidelines again, on the sidelines again. He wasn't on the football field, and that's why you're playing this guy paying this guy roughly a hundred million dollars for four years. He shouldn't be sitting on the sidelines or standing on the sidelines in those critical in in the red zone and critical third, and long. That is the man that should be out on the field, and he's not there. Get the film today. Take a look at it. You'll see for yourself,
2: Robert. All right, time now for who brought it today. It's sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. We put our collective heads together. Nobody on the Bears team go.
3: played well today. You know, Cole Komet made a great catch in the third quarter right after D.J. Moore made a a, a nice uh, catch. But nobody really brought it, and the only person I, I I told you, Andy, and I don't know about you, Ob, but it, it, Matt Lafleur, he brought it, and ten in a row against the Bears. Now, the well, head coach of the Green Bay Packers.
0: Well, they're Green Bay coaches. You know what they they, they shut it. us down. We passed for a little over a hundred yards and run for roughly seventy five yards in the 18, What the seventeenth game again, folks? It is. I, I'm just telling you something. I, I, you know, I, I wish I, you, you had some power to do something, but this coaching staff, folks, the last two coaching staffs we've had here, I mean, it is amazing. Word, in God's name did they find these individuals? They have no idea what it takes to win in a National Football League. Mark my words, they have no, no concept of how to perform offensively and perform defensively. That's, I don't think too much of this coaching staff. They, again, I'll say it again and again, they have to go. You can't have double digit losses and you can't have the worst, worst record in the history of the Bears last year. And, 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 and what tops it off right now that ended this season, we have one team that we beat that had a winning record, folks. Of our seven wins,
2: only we beat one team that had a winning record. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero to Kelly. We'll say Santa James, James, you're up with Happen Ob. Go ahead.
10: Yeah. Hey, Ob and Dan. Uh, how are you doing tonight? Good. Uh, well, Mike. My- comment is uh about the game was just i'm a long-time bears fan and it was just extremely disappointing uh i bought into the kool-aid the last couple weeks with the team that came out and played so hard and performed so well and to go up and lay an egg like that is just uh you know it just tells me that maybe eberfuss is not the coach to guide this team because he didn't have this team ready i don't blame justin because he had no time nobody blocked I could have got through that line and tackled Justin. I'm 65 years old and I could have tackled Justin. Um, so <laughs> I can't blame him. I say keep Justin, uh, get Marvin Harrison jr. Uh, as the, uh, uh, the first round pick and, uh, try to build from there. All right, James. Thanks so much.
2: Appreciate it. Yeah.
10: I, just, yeah. I just, I just want, I just want to say this, uh, Dan, uh, I'm a huge Walter Payton fan, and I'm a huge Dan Hampton fan and an OB fan. If I'm uh, building a team, I'm going to have Dan Hampton and OB, Jim Marshall, Carl Elder, and Ellen Page. i got Roger Staubach and Walter Payton, and that team won't lose. And what you said about Walter at the Memorial uh, really touched me, and uh, I listen to that all the time, what you said about him, Dan. And uh, may God bless you.
0: Thank you, James. Thank you, sir. Well, those are kind words.
3: Very yes, Very nice for the they big really man are. over here. Yeah, he was he was exemplary in so many ways and, you know, t- t- such, a, such a travesty.
2: Uh, let's take one more in here before we have to take our uh, next break. Let's go out to Schomburg and say hi to Rudy. Rudy, you're up with Happy OB. Go ahead.
10: Hampton OB, uh, thanks for letting us vent with you. Um, I got uh, our – I wanted to point something out, too, to you guys. I hear, hear you guys talking about it sometimes. um don't play in the preseason. It doesn't get them game speed ready, and it doesn't get give them the uh, physical aspect they need to get ready for the game. going to hear what you guys think about that. I think they should play more in the preseason,
0: Rudy. There's okay. What you Thank said, you're, you're spot on, Rudy. And 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 they had ample time. All the different training camps, whatever names they want to give them, the Bears went through. And then again, to get ready for the 17 game season. And, and they did absolutely nothing. And Dan and I have talked about this. And, and I couldn't agree with you more. And when you don't do anything and you come out and play, what do you think is going to happen?
3: You know, Dick had some great sayings. One was if you fail to prepare, you're prepared to fail. Look at what this team was in September. It was a joke. We were, the, we were hands down the laughing stock of the NFL. Now, things turned around, and, you know, a lot of people started buying in and and all that, but the preseason was a travesty. The way we were unprepared to go into the regular season, and you hang that right there on the head of Eberflus.
0: That's another reason. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right, let's
2: take a quick timeout here. There it is to the sideline. Uh-oh. That's
0: going to run. That's it. That's it. That's that's not even close. They say win. Stopped in the field of play and halftime is here. You can't think stupid, it's a state of mind when people think facing clearly, but they're really blind. Oh yes, it's true. You know it's true. You can't think stupid. There's nothing you can't do.
2: No, Sammy's on fire behind the glass there. Sammy is just absolutely on fire. He's letting it all hang out here on the last show of the uh, 2023 season. Yeah, he overdosed on his brave pills. He right. did, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. It's time for one of my favorite parts of the entire show, the Bonehead Play of the Game, which is brought to you by Curveball Whiskey, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today at CurveballWhiskey.com. All right, who wants to? Uh, who wants to start?
3: All right, I'll start. And you know, it's it's not hard to figure out. The Packers on first down, they get the ball, and Eddie Jackson, who has got coverage on the back out of the backfield, uh, comes up and whiffs. I I I mean, didn't put a hand on it. Just gets totally outmaneuvered and whiffs, and it's a ten yard gain. And now the Packers are off on a. Uh, 75-yard touchdown drive.
0: Well, uh, mine is uh, would be Getze, our offensive coordinator. The game plan, the game plan today. Why didn't they move our quarterback out of the pocket to the stronger to the weak side? Did you people see that at all? Why didn't we go down on a on a deep post pattern in to DJ Moore or to uh, Cole Komet? Where was he over the middle? Where were our passes down the field? Where was the fly route with Darnell Mooney? Where was it with D.J. Moore? All day long. Did you see it, folks? Did you really see it today? You didn't. Did you see our quarterback move and get out of the pocket, move it to the strong or the weak side, whether it was a sprint out or a bootleg or whatever? How is it possible on this game, the 17th game, the 18th week, You don't even try to strike downfield. You don't even try to score. That's the bonehead.
2: Brought to us by Curveball Whiskey, the original barbecue whiskey. Join the Bonehead Nation today, curveballwhiskey.com. They've been a a great sponsor all year. And, uh, OB, is it a a sip it, flip it, or smooth it time of night?
0: Well, the aggravation, it's all three. I'm going to hit all three. (laughs)
2: It's good. I like that. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's quality stuff right there. There you go. Three one two Let's head back out to the phones and let's say hi to uh, Ray in Evanston. Ray, you're up with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Nice,
7: nice to finally
2: get through. Uh, yeah, I want to ask you guys one quick question. You remember the expression on Fields' face when he first got drafted and he was holding up his jersey on the sometimes four years ago no i did not okay well it was a pouty look like he just didn't want to be here and you know what i agree They should never drafted this guy and that's all i gotta say all right
0: let me tell you one thing i do though i do agree with you there because when they drafted him number one i said it's a big mistake it's going to be a big mistake all right, I'm go-
2: on record for saying that. You are on record. I've heard you say it a couple times. Let's go out to uh, Ron. Ron, you're up next year with Hampton OB. Go ahead, bud. Hey, hi.
8: I want to know... Well, first of all, you guys are out of this world. Thank you for all you do and hanging around so late, so often. Okay, so you keep fields and you get a new head coach, etc., etc., etc. Or... You get a new quarterback, and you get Aberflus, Getze, et cetera. What's going to happen to that guy? In other words, the two scenarios, what do you think of each scenario?
0: I like both of them. And they both should be gone. He should be gone, and his coaching staff should be gone. Big man, what do you say? No,
3: I I, I think you keep Justin Fields, and you give him a chance with it with a, a with an offensive coordinator that fits his his skill set, his talents. Think about this, folks. You know, and Dan, everybody goes, well, they, you know, it'll be his third off. Cj Stroud broke every record known to mankind this year in Houston with an. Startup coaching staff. A startup coaching staff. And Bob Slowick's kid is the one, the uh, offensive coordinator down there. He threw for 4,000 yards. And I'm just saying, who, who, who is he throwing to? Who is on the offensive line? You know, it's possible if you have an offensive coordinator. And I said in the pregame, watch tomorrow night in the national championship game. Ryan Grubbs is the offensive coordinator for the Washington Huskies. The best offensive coordinator job this year in the NFL, in my mind, had to be the Baltimore Ravens. It was a guy by the name of Todd Munkin, who's from Chicago. He was brought in first year. Lamar Jackson will win the MVP award and their number one seed going into the playoffs, and maybe, probably, the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. All that is possible with an offensive coordinator that – thinks outside the box and utilizes the skill set of the quarterback. And Justin has some skills. Hey, Mr. Hampton, do you really believe the
0: offensive coordinator from the Washington uh, uh, as a matter of fact, they're playing when is that? Tomorrow, tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, yep. For the national championship. Do you really think if the Bears call and say we want you to come here to Chicago and we want you to be our offensive coordinator with Eber Flus and we have Fields as your quarterback, do you really think that guy's going to leave that
3: job? and come to Chicago? Yes I do. Yes I do because he comes here and he puts the fix on fields and puts the fix on this offense. He will be the next head coaching candidate. I'm just saying that's the way it works. And this is an opportunity and he's got a fertile you know program here. Think about this. Think about this folks. If we get Marvin Harrison, you know, trade down, get get him at the third pick or whatever Get him, get a center. Think about how important a center is. Look back at the Alabama game. Trade our last first week. round pick to make those
0: moves. Yeah, man.
3: trade a, but you get a first and a second and a third, all kinds of stuff. And then use those to get a pass rusher, get an offensive center. You know, the offensive Tevin Jenkins has been hurt and half the time he's ineffective today he was a turnstile. Get let him go. You've got to upgrade the offensive line, no question about it. But more importantly, you've got to upgrade the schematics. And I said this at the start of the program, folks. Think about this: every year we're going to have to play Dan Campbell twice, O'B's favorite coach. We're going to have to play Kevin O'Connell twice. We're going, to have, we're going to have to play Matt LeFleur twice, and he he owns us. It ain't Aaron Rodgers. We saw it today. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers. It's Matt LaFleur is the guy that owns us. We've got to have someone that can take our data property back from him. Why
0: didn't our great offense, excuse me, our great defense, who everybody in the last several games, oh, my God, look at how great they are rushing a passer. They only gained so many yards against us. they done this. They've done that. They've done it, folks, against nobody's. We probably had the easiest schedule in the league, and we're going to have, wait you see the schedule for next year. You talk about an easy schedule, but I don't think this coaching staff is going to be here. I think Poles and Warren are going to sit down and talk, and they're going to go to McCaskey and say, we got a clean house. That's what I think is going to happen, Dan. They can't come back another year with this stupid offensive and defensive game plans that they put in week after week after week, and all we do is get embarrassed and lose. It's enough already. Make a move.
3: And think about this: Iberflus's, you know, ace in the hole was the progress of the defense, and yet when well, that
0: we got blown up today, didn't that, it?
3: That's what I'm saying. We gave up over 400 yards. Jordan Love destroyed us on third down. We had no answers. And quick, who were the receivers? I mean, we we, we weren't playing against right. – I mean, a bunch of kids. The youngest team in football right. schooled us today because they had superior coaching. That's, that's bingo.
0: That's yep. it,
2: Danny. Real that's quick it. on the schedule for next year, the opponents for home and road have come out. Uh, again, there's no dates attached to any of these. Of course, you play the division guys home and road. Uh, the home schedule for 2024 will include the Los Angeles Rams, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Tennessee Titans, Seattle Seahawks, New England Patriots, and Carolina Panthers. How easy is that? The road schedule will include the Texans, the Colts, the 49ers, the Commanders, and the Cardinals. Folks, I don't think you could get an easier schedule than that coming
0: up, but there's got... Uh, I listen... The bottom. I mean, come on. Common sense got to prevail here somewhere along the line, and 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 something has to happen. Somebody's got to leave. Somebody's got to be accountable for what's gone on here the last two years. Somebody has to be held accountable.
2: But we're going to take our break for the news here. Again, we're looking at
4: all those evaluations, you know, as we go forward. And it's not just Justin. It's not just the quarterback position. You know, it's, we're looking at production from everything. How can we improve the Chicago Bears? Okay, going into 2024, into that season, with the acquisitions that we get. Um, you know, and that's through free agency. You know, we still have good good space there, and also through the draft. And that's going to be important. And again, we're not there yet. We're not at that process. Uh, we're just going to evaluate this group. Uh, we're going to get great feedback from that group. And we're going to implement those changes for the group that comes in next year. And that, that's what we're going to do.
2: All right. happy to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. That Matt you'll so we'll hear more from him coming up in just a moment. I wanted to get you the uh, the playoff matchups for the wildcard weekend. All the matchups have now been set. There are two games coming up on Saturday. The early of those games will be the Browns and the Texans. That'd be in Houston, of course. And then the uh, later game on Saturday will be the Dolphins at the Chiefs. So it's uh, Miami taking on Kansas City. On Sunday, there's three games uh, this weekend. It'll be the Steelers at the Bills. That's the early game. Then the Packers will take on the Cowboys in Dallas. And then the uh, nightcap of that one will be the Rams at Detroit. Matthew Stafford goes back to uh, Detroit. And uh, Jared Goff gets to face off against his old team as well. And there is one game on Monday night, and that'll be the Buccaneers hosting the Eagles. So the uh, first round of the playoffs are all set. It's the Browns and Texans, Dolphins and Chiefs. That on, uh, Saturday on Sunday, Steelers-Bills, Packers-Cowboys, Rams-Lions. And then on Monday night, it'll be the Eagles and the Buccaneers. So that's your uh, playoff matchups. Time off for our Mueller Auto, ch- auto Game-Changing Moment of the uh, game. Brought to you by the Mueller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. The Mueller Auto Group Game-Changing game, uh, game changing Moment. Uh, we basically said the offensive game plan. I mean, it's just basically... Changed everything because the Bears weren't able to really compete with the, with the Packers here. Well, actually, yeah. What kind of a game plan was it? I mean, you know, some of our listeners, you, yeah. you
0: tell me. You know, it was like helter-skelter. That's exactly what I saw out there.
2: Trying to figure it all out.
3: You know, and about a month ago, we talked at length about how this offense has no rhyme or reason. There's no preordained, you know... Uh, overarching plan, uh, how to attack every defense has got a weakness. Whether it's a man zone, of weak front, whatever, you know, it, it just it, it it was feckless and unimaginative and so dysfunctional. You know how many touchdown passes we threw as an offense this year in seventeen games? How many touchdown passes did we have? Nineteen, barely won a game little over one a game.
0: I was going to say seventeen.
3: And and and, and, and you want to know the game-changing moment? It's when you know the Packers walked out on the field. I mean, and and somehow, some way, and again, you know, you can hang this, you know, try to hang it on Justin Field, but he only attempted sixteen passes. One time they tried to get him out of the pocket. All the while, our offensive line was was just getting bee slapped, you know, and there was nothing. All the more reason to move them. Exactly, and and you don't see this. You're standing thirty yards away from what's happening, and you can't see it right in front of you. That's what tells me you can't you can't do this again. All
2: right, we have. Uh- Few, uh, let's go about twenty minutes left or so. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. Let's get out to the city of Chicago and say hi to Polly. Polly, you're up with Happenable B. Go ahead, but hey, guys, great
6: show. You you're guys good. have forgotten more about football than I'll ever know. But if I could please give you my opinions, first of all, uh, I believe the offensive coach hasn't been calling the proper plays because he knows Fields is limited. They didn't get him out of the pocket today. They don't want the kid to get hurt because they got to trade him tomorrow. He's inaccurate. He's a bad decision maker. He's bad at the two-minute warning in the first half. He's bad at the two-minute warning in the second half. He turns it over. He fumbles. He does interceptions. Oh, yeah, he has a strong arm, and he can run. He is not your quarterback. Trade him get whatever you can start over again kick the 250 million down the road build the team that way you don't build the team by trading down on this first pick and, and drafting a center and some linemen you can get them throughout the draft and lastly guys and I'm gonna say this and this is why the bears are no good the one of the person one of the people that's in the room making the decision is some of who the who plays and coaches. is a woman named Tanisha Wade. She's in charge of D.I.E. She was in the room when they picked Fields. Is she going to let the Bears pick who they want, or is it going to be another agenda pick? That's what I want to know. Derek May is your guy. His cop is Aaron Rodgers. Take the guy and build
2: around him, please. Thank you, oh, Paul. Thank you. Appreciate it. Sorry we lost him there real quick.
3: You know, I, I, I will tell you, you go back and look at the film Justin Fields threw the ball very accurately early in the game before he started, you know, getting bounced around. All that being said, we're going to find out what they think, you know, the plan is. We'll start seeing parts of it, maybe tomorrow, Tuesday. And then as we look down the road at the draft, there's going to be an awful lot of decisions made about that. But I just want to say, you know, you're saying you can get a center down in the draft and all that. Let me just say, early on in in Patrick Mahomes, you know, tenure with the Chiefs, they drafted a center with their first round. Everybody goes, "What are you doing, Creed Humphrey?" Think about Kelsey, the, the center in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. How important he has been to the development of Jalen Hurts. Think about the first round draft pick, Ragnall, the center in Detroit, how much he means to their team. He didn't play against us over here. We won the game. So I think a center, especially with the proliferation of the, you know, going out of the shotgun, the pistol, whatever, you gotta have a center that is not only, you know, of the utmost quality, but that's where we need to start rebuilding the offensive line.
0: Well, what we should have done, and I've said it before last week, and I'll say it again this week, okay, and again today, even though the season's over with, the smart move was the sit fields, the last two games of this season, the last two games, and you play Bajit. Again, I'll say it again, He played four times, won two, lost two, and we needed to find out what that kid is really all about we know after three years what field's all about we know it you should have sat him down and you should have played Bajan and see how the team accepted him and how he operated under the center that's what they should have done and find out what you have in Bajan they never did it they never made the move they're scared to death or whatever it is I don't know Paulie but I'll tell you what That's what, if I ever was in a position that is there right now, that's exactly what I would have done. Set fields, bring this kid in, let's see what he's got. We're You know, there's nothing to lose. We're out of it.
3: See what he's got. The one thing that I, 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 and again, back to the Justin Fields dilemma. Folks, here's the thing. Think about what, you know what, it's right in front of us. Look what Green Bay has done the last 30 years. They had Brett Barr, and they drafted Aaron Rodgers with a late, late, not a high one. They did, You know, they didn't go crazy in the top ten. They drafted Aaron Rodgers, and he watched for two years. And then they gave the heave to Brett Barr, and then Aaron Rodgers took over for the next 15 years. They drafted Jordan Love from Utah State later in the first round, let him watch for three years. He watched for three years. Nobody knew except Matt LaFleur. He knew what he had. That's why they decided to give Aaron Rodgers the heave this past off season. And guess what? They made the playoffs with the youngest team in football. Watch what they're doing. You don't have to get a first overall pick quarterback. You just got to be smart and then develop them. Now, you could do that, give Justin Fields one more try with a competent coaching staff, and if it doesn't work, well, he gets to watch for a while, then, okay, maybe it's his turn. But I I, I don't think they're going to move on from Fields. I don't.
0: Dan, let me tell you, if you look at Green Bay's coaching staff and take a look at ours, folks, take a look at their record, what they've been doing, take a look at our record, what we've been, do, been doing. Take a look at Fields, what he's been doing the last three years, and take a look at a kid. He just He's been there three years, but he just started this year. When they got rid of Rodgers, they moved on. Look what this kid has done. And then take a look at today's game. Take a look at today's game. And take a look at our quarterback. And take a look at Love, their quarterback, who this is. He just completed his first season. Fields has been here three years. Take a look at the coaches. Take a look at that quarterback. Take a look at our quarterback. You think we don't have a problem?
1: It would mean a lot. I have a pretty good relationship with Ryan and you know, the guys upstairs, but you know, at the end of the day this is a business, so you know they have to make the tough decisions and you know, my job is just to go out there and play my best. But um, you know, it would mean a lot just to you know, get that confirmation from them and um, just really send a message that they trust me to um you know lead this team and you know, be the quarterback for Justin Fields
2: talking about what it would be like if he was back next year. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. A few minutes to go on our, our last show of the year after the Bears lose 17-9. to nine. It would be a, probably a good idea to go through some of these guys and see uh, whether or not you folks think they're going to be back.
3: Well, you know, and, and, and just big picture real quick, a couple of things that jumped out at me. Khalil Herbert had two excellent games, but mm. tonight or this afternoon up in Green Bay, he looked timid. He was not the same player. I don't know why, but Bayless Jones Jr. actually looked more than competent Returning the kicks, he had three out around the 30-yard line. That was good. We know that DJ Moore is a keeper. Darnell Mooney, obviously, he has been a huge disappointment the last two years. His first two years, he had excellent participation, stats, all that. We've got it. think about this also. We still have a lot of money. Uh, T. Higgins the excellent receiver over in Cincinnati is a free agent. They don't have the money to, to sign him. He could possibly be someone that we would target. Because, and in, in OB, you talk about this week after week after week. The game is about throwing the ball down the field. We watched out of the corner of our eye tonight, the Miami Dolphins and Buffalo Bills. Both of them hugely explosive, and both of them in the playoffs with that style of offense. That's what we need to, to mimic. All that being said, we've got to rebuild the offensive line, but we need more playmakers. And we know this, this whole equation about the coaches, do they keep them or do they let them go? Justin Fields, do they keep them or let them go? The one thing, Jalen Johnson, who didn't play, we missed him because, you know, Tyreek Stevenson has been more than, than, than we could ask for. Uh, as a number two pick, Terrell Smith had a lot of great plays this year, but unfortunately, Jalen Jones had to fill in a lot tonight and he was getting beat regularly. We know we gotta get a safety. Eddie, Eddie Jackson, you know, clean He's your locker gone. out tonight. Yeah. yeah. On defense, We got to keep adding the two middle linebackers that we brought in, TJ Edwards and and Tremaine Edmonds. They, at the end of the year, they were the goods, they were playing well. Our secondary, yeah, we've got to, uh, you know, uh, decide on Jalen Johnson. But here's the thing Ryan Poles has made a number of good moves, but he's had some bad ones. The Claypool disaster. Think about Nate Davis, the right offensive guard that has played less than half the season and has been ineffective most of the time. That was a big money signing. Demarcus Walker had the best play for the defense today. He had a sack. First time and win. 100 years. So Ryan Poles, is he going to be the guy making all these decisions? I think not. Kevin Warren has been, we saw him tonight, they showed him in the press box. He had a notebook. He was making notes. Kevin Warren is very politically calculating. And I think and, – and is that good or bad?
0: He's very low profile.
3: Yes, but I think he's going to have – he's going to be one of those guys behind the scene with the big stick. And what is he going to do? Is he going to kind of defy the groundswell of keep Justin – and, and you know, insist on trading him and drafting with the number one overall pick. And that's another thing. Folks, no team in history has ever had back-to-back overall number one picks and traded them away. So that would be breaking precedent. So there's so, so much up in the air. You know, hey, they've got their homework in the next month or two.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's and it's not a guarantee that we're going to know anything tomorrow. I mean, it's just because a lot of coaching staff will find out tomorrow doesn't mean that uh, the Bears will make any kind of announcement. But here's tomorrow. the thing: if yeah. you
3: wait, if you wait, yeah. what? Okay, then the cream of the crop may be gone. May gone. Yeah. You know, the Washington job is is open. Carolina. Carolina. The Chargers. Who wouldn't want to coach Justin Herbert? Right. Who uh, we think is one of the top two or three quarterbacks. On the planet.
0: Well, I think one of the things that if, if Warren and, and Poles want to sit down and look, they, they should sit down and take a look at the film. Take a look at the film and spend a day. Spend a day at Hallis Hall looking at the film, looking at the coaches, what they've done all this year, and then you want to know what? Take a quick peek in the back of last year and see what you see. Take a look at this year. From game to game, polls and warn, and that will tell you the moves for you to make. You're going to sit here, and you look at the opponent, look at the quality of the opponent from week to week, and evaluate it, and then make your decision.
2: Yeah, and again, their, their process, who knows? They may have already figured out what they want to do, and yeah, they may swing the they may swing an axe tomorrow. They may just may go ahead and do it. It just seems like there, you know there was such false, like you said, fool's gold. The last few weeks, going into today, kind of was reality.
3: But here's the reality, folks, and this is this this is is a fact staring you in the face. We don't have Arthur Smith and a bunch of nobody idiots coaching in our division. We've got three very very sharp coaches. So and they have bef- young teams too on top of it, and. Before you even talk about players, you need to match up with the coaching staffs of the other three teams in the division. Are, you know, I, I'm, I'm just saying, you got to, I mean, all of this has, has to be thought about, you know, obviously very carefully, but truly, and we like Matt Eberflus. He's a good man. But do you honestly think that when we go out and play the Packers, Next year, that we're not at a huge disadvantage as far as the coaches when you have to, you know, match up with the coaching staff of the Green Bay Packers. I mean, that's a loss right there. It is. And, you know, uh, Kevin O'Connell, he started five Vikings. different quarterbacks, and it was all we had. I mean, we had to have an amazing play by Justin Fields and DJ Moore to kick a field goal at the end of the game to win it because we couldn't score a touchdown. That's how good their, their coaches are. I'm, I'm just saying. And we know Campbell, he won the division. So, I mean, it's, it, it's right there. That, to me, is the, 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 the flashing red light. We've got to get better at coaching.
0: Danny, well said. And I'll tell you what. The, the last, what, you against the Vikings and right here against the Green Bay Packers, folks, that's eight quarters of football. We could not score a touchdown. And when we got it in the red zone, somebody tell me out there, or Dan, you tell me, how many times when we were in a red zone did we try to score a touchdown? How many times, Andy? Not many. You said, yeah, zero. Okay.
3: <laughs> he broke out of the pocket and was ro- rolling to his right, running from – well, they uh, uh, we were trying to uh, screen on the on the uh, left side, and none of the receivers looked it back. It was like they didn't know what they were doing. Right. So he runs to the right, and he tries to throw it to Cole command at the pylon, And Valentine knocks the ball away, almost intercepted it.
0: That's one time out of four quarters. There you go. The only time. That's the problem. And why weren't they moving them out of the pocket? I mean, there's so many things. If you take it uh, play by play or quarter by quarter or game by game, how in God's name can you keep this coaching staff, Dan? How is it possible?
3: Well, all I know is buckle up. It's only going to get more fun from here on out, O.B. Absolutely. It's been a great year with you, Andy, and, of course, my beloved friend, Mr. Ed Obradovich.
0: Well, right back at you, Danny, and, and to all my, my guys that we all played together in 63. We won the world championship and December 29th. It was 60 years, and there's nine of them or eight of them still around. And and so congratulations to those guys. And, and the one sad point is I lost a very, very dear friend and probably could go down, maybe arguably, maybe not, as one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player to ever play this game. And his name just happens to be Dick Butkus, number 51. God love him. And thanks, Andy. And thank you, Danny. It was a wonderful year. And thank the higher-ups here at WGN for having us. And we will be back, folks. We will be back.
2: Let's throw in a big thanks to Sammy Martino and Jack Heinrich and Eli Burke for their go. excellent work behind the Dutch scenes. Thanks, boys. And, uh, gentlemen, it's been an honor and a pleasure to work with you again. And let's let's do it again. Uh, let's, let's get together for the drafts, let's say. Put the
0: band back together. That right back good. at you, Andy.